You can support Sapphire Planet by visiting the online store at sapphireplanet.com. Welcome. Your journey is just beginning. You are now in the Sapphire Planet. Avatar is a 2009 American science fiction film directed, written, produced and co-edited by James Cameron. It stars Sam Worthington, Zoe Saldana, Stephen Lang, Michelle Rodriguez, and Sigourney Weaver. The film is set in the mid-22nd century when humans are colonizing Pandora a lush, habitable moon of a gas giant in the Alpha Centauri star system in order to mine the mineral unobtainium, a room temperature superconductor. The expansion of the mining colony threatens the continued existence of a local tribe of Navai a humanoid species indigenous to Pandora. The film's title refers to a genetically engineered Navai body with the mind of a remotely located human that is used to interact with the natives of Pandora. Development of Avatar began in 1994 when James Cameron wrote an 80-page treatment for the film. Filming was supposed to take place after the completion of Cameron's 1997 film, Titanic, for a planned release in 1999. But, according to Cameron, the necessary technology was not yet available to achieve his vision of the film. Work on the language of the film's extraterrestrial beings began in the year 2005, and Cameron began developing the screenplay and fictional universe in early 
2006. Avatar was officially budgeted at 237 million. Other estimates put the cost at between 280 million and 310 million for production and 150 million for promotion. The film made extensive use of new motion capture filming techniques and was released for traditional viewing, 3D viewing using the Real D 3D, Dolby 3D, Xpan D 3D, and IMAX 3D formats. For a 4D experiences, in select Southern South Korean theaters. The stereoscopic filmmaking was touted as a breakthrough in cinematic technology. Avatar premiered in London on December 10, 2009, and was internationally released on December 16th, and in the United States and Canada on December 18th to positive critical reviews, with critics highly praising its groundbreaking visual effects. During its theatrical run, the film broke several box office records and became the highest grossing film of all time, as well as in the United States and Canada, surpassing Titanic, which had held those records for 12 years, and which coincidentally was directed by James Cameron also. It also became the first film to gross more than $2 billion and the best-selling film of 2010 in the United States. Avatar was nominated for nine Academy Awards, including Best Picture and Best Director, and won three for Best Art Direction, Best Cinematography, and best visual effects. Following the film's success, Cameron signed with 20th Century Fox to produce three sequels, making Avatar the first of a panned tetralogy. On April 14, 2016, Cameron confirmed that there were now plans for four sequels. Avatar 2 was scheduled for release in December of 2018 before being delayed, with the sequels following in December 2020, 2022, and 2023, respectively. The plot of Avatar is as follows. By 2154, humans have depleted Earth's natural resources, leading to a severe energy crisis. The Resource Development Administration, RDA for short, mines for a valuable mineral, unobtainium on Pandora, a densely forested habitable moon orbiting the gas giant Polyphemus in the Alpha Centauri star system. Pandora, whose atmosphere is poisonous to humans, is inhabited by the Navai, 
a 10-foot tall, blue-skinned, sapient humanoids who live in harmony with nature and worship a mother godness called Iwa. To explore Pandora's biosphere, scientists used Navai human hybrids called avatars, operated by genetically matched humans. Jake Sully, a paraplegic former Marine, replaces his deceased identical twin brother as an operator of one. Dr. Grace Augustine, head of the Avatar program, considers Sully an inadequate replacement, but accepts his assignment as a bodyguard. While protecting the avatars of Grace and fellow scientist Dr. Norm Spellman, as they collect biological data, Jake's avatar is attacked by a Thanator and flees into the forest where he is rescued by Natiri, a female Navai. Witnessing an auspicious sign, she takes him to her clan, whereupon Natiri's mother, Moat, the clan's spiritual leader, orders her daughter to initiate Jake into their society. Colonel Miles Quaritch, head of RDA's private security force, promises Jake that the company will restore his legs if he gathers information about the Navai and the clan's gathering place, a giant tree called Home Tree. On grounds that it stands above is the richest deposit of unobtainium in the area. When Grace learns of this, she transfers herself, Jake, and Norm to an outpost. Over the following three months, Jake grows to sympathize with the natives. After Jake is initiated into the tribe, he and Natiri choose each other as mates. And soon afterward, Jake reveals his change of allegiance when he attempts to disable a bulldozer that threatens to destroy a sacred Navai site. When Quaritch shows a video recording of Jake's attack on the bulldozer to administrator Parker Selfridge, and another in which Jake admits that the Navai will never abandon Home Tree, Selfridge orders Home Tree destroyed. Despite Grace's argument that destroying home tree could damage the biological neural network native to Pandora, Selfridge gives Jake and Grace one hour to convince the Navai to evacuate before commencing the attack. While trying to warn the Navai, Jake confesses to being a spy, and the Navai take him and Grace captive. Seeing this, Quartrish's men destroy Home Tree, killing Natiri's father, the clan chief, and many others. 
Moat frees Jake and Grace, but they are detached from their avatars and imprisoned by Quatrich's forces. Pilot Trudy Chacon, disgusted by Quatrich's brutality, carries them to Grace's outpost, but during the escape, Quaritch fires at them, hitting Grace. To regain the Navai's trust, Jake connects his mind to that of the Toruk, a dragon-like predator feared and honored by the Navai. Jake finds the refugees at the sacred Tree of Souls and pleads with Moat to heal Grace. The clan attempts to transfer Grace from her human body into her avatar with the aid of the Tree of the Souls. But she dies before the process can be completed. Supported by the new chief, Suste, who acts as Jake's translator, Jake speaks to unite the clan and tells them to gather all of the clans to battle against the RDA. Noticing the impending gathering, Quaritch organizes a preemptive strike against the Tree of Souls, believing that its destruction will demoralize the natives. On the eve of battle, Jake prays to Iwa via a neural connection to the Tree of Souls to intercede on behalf of the Navai. During the subsequent battle, the Navai suffer heavy casualties, including Tuste and Trudy, but are rescued when Pandoran wildlife unexpectedly join the attack and overwhelm the humans, which Natiri interprets as Uwa's answers to Jake's prayer. Jake destroys a makeshift bomber before it can reach the Tree of Souls. Portridge escapes from his own damaged aircraft wearing an amp suit and breaks open the Avatar Link unit containing Jake's human body, exposing it to Pandora's poisonous atmosphere. Quaritch prepares to slit the throat of Jake's avatar, but Nitiri kills Quaritch and saves Jake from suffocation. With the exception of Jake, Norm, Max, who is another scientist, and a select few others. All humans are expelled from Pandora and sent back to Earth, after which Jake is transferred permanently into his avatar with the aid of the Tree of Souls. The Pandoran biosphere teems with a biodiversity of bioluminescent species, ranging from a hexapodal animals to other types of exotic fauna and flora. The Pandora ecology forms a vast neural network spanning the entire lunar surface into which the Navai and other creatures can connect. The strength of this collective consciousness 
is powerfully illustrated when the human invaders are defeated in battle by the Pandorian ecology. After the resolute Navai were nearly defeated, Cameron used a team of expert advisors in order to make the various examples of fauna and flora as scientifically feasible as possible. In the film, Pandora is depicted as being located in the Alpha Centauri A system, approximately 4.37 light years away from Earth. It is one of the many natural satellites orbiting the gas giant Polyphemus, named for the Polyphemus of Greek mythology. Pandora's atmosphere is a mix of nitrogen, oxygen, carbon dioxide, xenon, ammonia, methane, and hydrogen sulfide. Humans cannot breathe this, so they wear exopacks when outside their buildings or vehicles. Larry Greer, a designer at Weta Workshop, explained the unusual day-night cycle experienced by the Navai, who inhabit a moon orbiting a planet that in turn orbits around a star. I actually wrote about how it causes a particular sky coloration across the visible spectrum at moments of pure dusk. And the Navai, depending on what elevation they live at, sea level versus higher altitudes, perceive a distinct color in narrow band at the horizon at that moment. They identify themselves and signify in their markings with this color, which helps other Navai quickly discern at a distance what, where they are from, or what they are likely to be, like fishermen, high plains, sky riders, etc. That pure dusk color, combined with their other predominant color markings, lets you know also how they relate to Iwa as a religion versus Iwa as a physical reality. And during ceremonial gatherings, you can read a Navai by how they mark themselves with dyes, muds, and paints. And the environment in the day-night cycle is directly responsible for the development of this social expressive behavior. Again, this was an internal idea to help us design things at WIDA workshop. It's hard to say how much filtered upward to the larger production. Pandora has lush tropical rainforests that cover much of its continents. Pandora also possesses a lesser gravitational force than Earth does. The geology of Pandora is strongly affected by the presence of unobtainium, a mineral whose superconductive properties allow it to float in magnetic fields. This property makes it highly valued by humans, who mine it for transport back to Earth. Pandora's levitating Hallelujah Mountains 
contain significant quantities of unobtainium, which allows them to ride the strong magnetic fields in their region. Cameron hopes to explore the other moons in future sequels, books, and spin-offs. The fictional Pandoran biosphere from Avatar teams with a biodiversity of bioluminescent species ranging from hexapodal animals to other types of exotic fauna and flora. The Pandoran ecology forms a vast neural network spanning the entire lunar surface in which the Navai and other creatures can connect. Cameron utilized a team of expert advisors in order to make the various examples of fauna and flora as scientifically feasible as possible. The Navai. In Avatar, the Navai are an indigenous species that live on Pandora. They are humanoid in appearance and are nine to 10 feet tall, having pairs of eyes, ears, arms, legs, and feet like humans, as well as a nose, a mouth, and expressions recognizable to humans. The Navai differ from humans in having blue striped skin, pointed and mobile ears, large eyes, cat-like nose and teeth, tails, and hands each with three fingers and a thumb. Hybrid avatars, on the other hand, retain the five-fingered hands of their human DNA. While taller than humans, they have narrower proportions in body frame. Their bones are reinforced with naturally occurring carbon fiber. The Navai also have a distinctive tendril feature protruding from the back of their heads, surrounded by hair, feeding directly into the brain. This organ allows them to connect with other organisms around them transferring electrochemical signals, such as thoughts and memories to the trees, plants, and other creatures in the original script. Cameron refers to these as jubilees, although the word is not used in the film and may be changed by the time the novel is published. The Navai were initially conceived to be more alien appearance. Cameron recalled that when one of the main ca characters, Nitiri, was originally drawn, she had gills and other protuberances. In addition to feline features, the species was redesigned to seem more human so that audiences could better relate to it. According to Cameron, the appearance of the Navai characters, Nichiri, 
had some specific inspirations and requirements. She was inspired by Raquel Welch's character in Fantastic Voyage and by Vampirella, noting the latter's case. The fact Vampirella didn't exist didn't bother me because we've had these sort of quintessential female images in our mind. And in the case of the male mind, they're grossly distorted. When you see something that reflects your id, it works for you. Right from the beginning, I said, she's got to have breasts, even though that makes no sense because her race, the Navai, aren't placental mammals. I designed her costumes based on a teparabo, a line cloth worn by Mayan Indians. Cameron has described Avatar as more science fantasy than true science fiction, and has said that the, he would explain in the novel for the film why, in the fictional universe, the Navai look like humans. Culture and language. The Navai can communicate with animals on their planet by literally plugging their braids into the creature's nerve systems. To become a warrior, the Navai must tame and ride a flying creature known as the Ikran. The Navai also used this neural bonding system called Sahelu to mate with a life partner, a bond that, when made, cannot be broken in the Navai's lifetime. This is akin to human marriage. The Navai way of life revolves around their religion and the home tree. The Navai sleep in hammocks in large groups for comfort and as a warning system. Conceived for the film was the Navai language, a constructed language often spoken by the actors when they played Navai characters. The Navai language is created by communications professor Emeritus and linguistic consultants at the University of Southern California. Paul Fromer designed the language so as to be speakable by human actors, combining syntactic and grammatical rules from other existing languages. Fromer created over a thousand words for the Navai language and coached the actors who narrated Navai characters. When communicating to humans in the film, Navai characters, especially Nichiri, speak in an accented and broken English. Human visitors see the Navai as possessing a religion whose chief and possibly sole deity is a benevolent goddess known as Iwa. But the Nibbani belief in Iwa turns out not to be merely a matter of religious faith. Unlike any earthly deity, Iwa's existence in the form of a global bio-botanical neural network turns out to be a scientifically demonstrable reality. The Navai are able to physically connect with Iwa when they use their braids to connect to the Tree of Souls, 
and other similar flora, which functions as the global brain's interfaces. Iwa is said to have a connection to all things Pandoran. Political power is exceedingly diffused, with each clan being a sovereign entity under either the diarchal rule of both a temporal chieftain and a spiritual chieftain, or the monarchical rule of a single individual who holds the two separate offices simultaneously. The numerous clans are seemingly only ever brought together as a tribe by Toruk Maktu, a Masonic war chief whose office is both impermanent and apparently the only one with an authority that covers the entire race of Navai. By the time of the film, there was only been five Torak Maktus in the history of the tribe, and the last one had ruled for no fewer than four generations before the present day. This may be due to the fact that the Torak Maktus seem to draw their power from a situation of explicitly external danger and therefore are not really necessary for the day-to-day -day internal runnings of the tribal clans. Succession to the various offices is smooth, however, based more on popular recognition and customary worthiness than anything else, and respect for hierarchical superiors appears to be high. Fauna. James Cameron's core idea for the Avatar's fictional creatures was for them to be super slick and aerodynamic and be like a race car with racing stripes. Neville Page worked on Avatar as the lead creature designer. He, Wayne Barlow, author, artist, and initial lead creature designer, and Yuri Bartoli, concept designer and supervising virtual art director, adapted Cameron's conceptions of the fauna into a design that served three purposes. To appear expressive, to function with animation technology, and to seem realistic. He and his creature designer, Wayne Barlow, sought to base the design of Pandora's creatures on race cars, but they struggled to adapt the concept. Page drew on his education in automotive design, recognizing the irony that race cars were based on real-life animals in having bone lines. Existing automotive designs drew from seashells, turtle shells, and insects, so the designers returned to the design to the fictional characters. They found that the prime challenge in designing most creatures was to give them organic appearances, including skin texture. Some creatures were also designed to have special breathing holes located in the trachea, copying how cars have intakes. Challenging that it was 
that the creatures pose for visual effects technicians were to form walk and run cycles for six-legged creatures and to impart credible flying for creatures that had four wings. The fictional creatures are not connected telepathically, according to Cameron and the designers. However, even though they discuss the idea of creatures as being part of Pandora's world mind, they prefer to interpret the creatures as having heightened instincts. Animals are hooked up to this planet. We're the ones who are detached. The way I dealt with it was, we have so much rich material here to reference that we don't have to dream up a whole new process of animal awareness. The fictional moon has less gravity than Earth, so the creature's larger sizes match their environment. Most Pandoran wildlife is hexapodal or six-legged. Much of the fauna and flora is bioluminescent, which is seen in creatures on Earth such as fireflies, many deep sea animals, and some microscopic algae. The breathing holes located on multiple parts of the creature's body other than the mouth are sim similar to spiracles in some of Earth's animals. The flying reptile-like creatures in the film can be compared to extinct flying reptiles like the pterosaurs and to the modern gliding lizard Draco Sumantranus. If you've seen the movie, there is a list of fauna that you might recognize. Dire Horse, Pali Inavi. The Dire Horse is a bioluminescent, hexapodal, superficial equine animal. It's scientifically known as Equidris hoplitis. The Navi uses the Dire Horses to hunt. The Dire Horse was conceived and designed by Cameron and Stan Winston Studios. The dire horse is gray with blue stripes and stands 13 feet tall and 14 feet long. The Navai break a dire horse by connecting the fleshy tip of their hair to the animal's antenna. Xenobiologists call this a neural whip. Once intertwined, the Navai rider can communicate motor commands instantly through the neural interface. However, this connection does not lead to a lifelong exclusive bond as it does with the mountain banshee. Cameron describes the creature as a six-legged alien Clydesdale with a moth-like antenna. The dire horse uses its long tongue to eat the sap out of the pitcher plants. The mountain banshee is next. <laughs> 
Its name is Ikran in Navai. The mountain banshee is an airborne predator which lives in mountainous territories on Pandora. Navai warriors attempt to bond with a banshee, a dangerous and required rite of passage. They are cousins to the great Leonoptrix, and they are scientifically known by xenobiologists as Pterodactylus giganteus. A banshee bonds to a Navai warrior for life. They are four-winged creatures that, like the Leonoptrix and Dire Horse, have a biologically produced carbon fiber flexing on the skin. Natiri had a banshee named Sezi, translated from the language of the Navai roughly as blue flower. Page spent most of the time designing the banshee for the film so it'd be convincing when it flew or perched. The designer said, the hardest thing of all was having a Navai on top of it and flying it. You have to backwards engineer it. It was like designing and engineering an aircraft. Barlow, who contributed to the Banshee's design, was influenced by manta rays and skates, as well as relatively little known pterosaurs and plesiosaurs, and had many unique aerodynamic and hydrodynamic characteristics. Like the color scheme for the great Leonoptrix, color schemes based on earth animals were used for various banshees, though Page was inspired by Art Nouveau prints to warp the schemes so they would not look familiar to film audiences. The Great Leonopteryx, known as Toruk in the Navai language, meaning last shadow. The Great Leonopteryx is the apex airborne predator native to Pandora. It is a scientifically known as Leonopteryx rex, meaning King Lionwing. The fierce beauty and nobility of the Leonoptrix gave the species a place central to the Navai lore and culture. The Leonoptrix is scarlet with black stripes and a midnight blue crest on top of the head and on the lower jaw. It is celebrated in dance and song. Elaborate totems symbolize both the fear and the respect according to the creature. The Leonoptrix is considered crucial to the Navai's sense of destiny and interconnectedness. Prior to the events of this film, it had only been tamed five times, and Natiri tells Jake that the writers, Toruk Mekato, brought peace among the Pandoran tribes. This makes Jake the sixth Toruk Makto. He manages to capture one by jumping on it from above from his banshee, but releases it after battle with the humans have ended. 
The great Leonoptrix and the Banshee were designed with bright colors. Page based the colors on the Earth's birds, poison dart frogs, and monarch butterflies, though he altered the pattern so their inspiration would not be so conspicuous to moviegoers. The skull and crest shapes appear to be derived from pterosaurs from the genus Tapajara. Next is the hammerhead titan of there. It is called Antisic in Navai. The hammerhead titan of there is a large hexapodal herbivore whose massive, low-slung head features bony projections on either side of the skull, similar to those of Terran hammerhead sharks. These protrusions are often used to push and destroy objects, a single sideways thrust at the neck being sufficient to down a significantly sized tree. The Titano there has exceedingly thick gray skin. There is a small fan feather structure on the head that it flares up as a warning symbol seen in the film and in the video game. The creature, which resembles a cross between a rhinoceros and a hammerhead shark, is easily aroused. Its hide is impervious to human ammunition, through, though firing on it, known to anger it. This massive grazing creature travels in moderately large herds or packs of 10 to 20 animals. Avatar creature designer Yuri Bartoli explained about the creature's cuddle for threat display. Originally, the hammerhead just had to be a huge creature, big enough that even a thanator would think twice about attacking one. A threat display is meant to be seen, so it required bright colors that would stand out against its more muted body. It is a moderately social, but also extremely territorial and hierarchical. A soft ungulate mouth is protected by a rigid, beak-like jaw structure. The species is scientifically known as Titanthermineus hammercephalus. In the climax of the film, a bunch of hammerhead titanotheres assist the Navai in their battle against Colonel Miles Korich's army. Next is the hexapede, called Uric Navai. The hexapede are hexapodal, deer-like creatures. They are dark blue herbivores with white and yellow stripes. Twin horn structures sheath a thin pattern membrane structure. Their small sloped skull is topped by this light-colored fan structure. This fan has an eye pattern on it similar to those found in Terran insects. 
A skin membrane hangs under the jaw and runs the length of the neck. Twin lines of dark, hair-like bristles run down the hexapedes back. The antenna are at the back of the head. As a threat display, the hexapede flares up its twin membrane structure like a satellite dish and retracts both lips. It's scientifically known as Sexcruscurfus caruleus. Next we have the Prolemurius, known as Syaxayuk and Navai. The Prolemurius are blue hexapodal creatures based on the Earth's lemurs. They have two eyes, small nostrils, and their two upper arms are partially fused. Like most Pandoran creatures, they have a cue on the back of their heads. They have lateral skin membranes on each side of the body. They have large eyes and grow to one and a half meters tall. Next is the Thanator. It is called Palalukan and Navai. The Thanator is a large hexapodal land predator that is believed by the RDA to be the apex land predator. It is scientifically known as the Bestia panthera, fair fox. James Cameron personally designed the creature. The Thanator is first seen when Jake wanders off into the jungle and touches multiple helicordian leaves at which they react to reveal a family of hammerhead titanotheres behind. The Thanator frightens the titanotheres and pursues Jake. Jake later escapes the Thanator by jumping down a waterfall. It later appears during the climax where it assists Natiri and battles Portrich's AMP body glory suit, but is killed by the AMP's suit knife. The Thanator is black with white fleshy skin under each hand. Its appearance is similar to that of a panther. Cameron describes the Thanator as a panther from hell. The Thanator has 10 sensory quills connected to six pads at the rear of the skull that flare up before it attacks the prey. The director explained how the Thanator is the most fearsome creature on Pandora. The Thanator could eat a T-Rex and have the alien for dessert. Finally is the Viper Wolf, Natang in Navai. The viper wolf is a hexapodal nocturnal carnivore. The species is scientifically known as Caniferatus costatus. 
It has a bioluminescence for pack identification. Cameron describes the viper wolves as hairless, with shiny skin that looks like overlapped armor. Most disturbing are its paws, which are like leathery hands. They are vicious in combat, but treat their babies in a loving, nurturing way. They are seen in the daytime caring for their babies and have green eyes. They have a laugh with sounds like Earth's hyenas. Your journey is now ending. the Sapphire Planet. Goodbye from the Sapphire Planet. Own a piece of the planet. Now you can purchase Sapphire Planet merchandise online at sapphireplanet.com.